Welcome to the 8R Notes podcast. My name is Nick. I'm here with Jana, who's a medical student. Jana. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm a medical student, second year medical student at Monash University this year. And I'm also a chemistry and new match tutor here at 8R Notes. And a very good tutor at that. Now, we've had a few requests recently over the last few weeks for a medical student to come onto the podcast. Um, a lot of you are interested in studying med in the next few years and I think it's definitely the case that uh, it's, it's hard to know what medicine is like until you actually get into it. Would, would you agree with that, Jenna? Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of what I was expecting and a, not a lot of what I was expecting at the same time. Yeah, right. Um, so kind of the structure for today is I'll just be throwing some questions at you. Um, so no, pre- no preparation required here, just kind of off the cuff, but Jenna, first off, why did you kind of get interested in medicine in the first place? Um, I can't actually remember why initially I started wanting to do medicine. Um, I was really young. I know I was at least primary school age. I have a poster at home that has, I want to be a doctor on it. Yeah, right. I, was little, I know I wanted to be a vet when I was really young. And then, yeah, I decided on wanting to do medicine probably grade five or six. Um, and then after that, it really just grew on me that I could go to work every day and change people's lives. Yeah, beautiful. Um, do you think that's consistent with other med students? Do you think they also kind of know at an early age or do you think some are kind of later to bloom, so to speak? Um, it's kind of a mix. Um, a lot of people know that they want to do something in the health sector. Um, some of them, I have friends who aren't really people 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 persons Um, so they'd rather do research but also something along the lines of medicine and then there's people that are like me and have always known that they wanted to do it. Mm, Cool Um, so I think a lot of the the listeners at the moment who are interested in med would be a little bit hesitant or a little bit anxious about the admission process Um, so I know the change is a little bit from uni to uni and potentially even from state to state but what was your experience like with the admission process? Yeah, so most of my friends from school who wanted to get into medicine applied all over the state um, and they travelled and did different types of interviews. I personally only applied to Monash, um, so I did the Monash system and it's the UMAT, the interview and obviously your ATAR. Um, ATAR I was always like kind of confident with that I would get above the threshold, especially being a country student. Um, it was more UMAT and interview that I was worried about. Um, they didn't end up being as bad as I thought I was they were going to be though. Yeah, right. Um, so you mentioned being a country student. Um, what kind of impact did that have on you? Was there a different kind of expectation on you or certain number of places or something like that? Yeah, so they do have like special access schemes for country students, um, which is good because we do need more rural doctors. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a different atmosphere kind of applying for medicine. Like at my school, there was probably only a couple of us who wanted to do medicine. Whereas in some of the big Melbourne schools, the whole school is trying to get like 10 or 15 students into medicine at a time. Yeah, it definitely feels like, um, some schools are kind of med preparation schools with with so many people interested in med. Um, you also mentioned the UMAT, just for those who aren't aware or who haven't come across it yet, what, what is the UMAT exactly? Yeah, so it's kind of more of an abstract test to test um, your natural abilities, I suppose. Kind of more like an IQ test. Um, So there's three sections. Uh, The first section is kind of logical reasoning. So they might give you a passage that you have to read and then respond to questions of. So it's pretty much how quickly you can learn and interpret information and then apply it to new questions. The second section is um, understanding people. 
So it's um, to test your emotional intelligence, um, which usually ends up being more kind of reading comprehension. And then the third section is kind of abstract puzzles, which are really cool. Um, is the UMAT something you can study for, or do you think it's more kind of intuition and just natural ability? Um, it's a little bit of both. So it is natural ability in that you're always going to struggle with questions, um, but you can definitely prepare for it. So there is overlapping questions between years and different techniques that you can learn to kind of approach questions. Cool. I'm um, really, really putting Chana on the spot here, but do you have any advice or like nuggets of wisdom about the UMAT or something in particular that comes to mind when you think, you know what, if I could go back and reset the UMAT, this is what I'd do differently or anything along those lines? Yeah, if I could go back, I'd definitely do earlier preparation and get started right from the start of year 12 rather than like a month or two before the UMAT. Um, and also just doing, um, for anyone out there, doing as many practice questions as possible because they are really abstract questions, but when you get used to them, you kind of understand the questions a lot more. Um, so I'm like not that well versed on UMAT, but from my understanding, it's sometime in July or like roughly around that time of year, uh, potentially changes year to year, I'm, I'm not really sure, but when would you suggest starting prep? So you're saying at the start of the year? Yeah, um, so it's usually about the end of July. Um, so yeah, probably the long holidays, the summer holidays at the start of year 12, I wish I would have started then. Um, a lot of people do start then and a lot of people even start in year 11, um, which is good because you can get started early and less workload in year 12. Been saying that if you're in year 12 now and you haven't started already, um, it's no stress either. Yeah, I definitely know people um, who got into med who definitely hadn't started UMAT preparation yeah. at the moment. So I guess it is a bit of a personal thing. Um, so we've spoken about the UMAT. How about the interview? What was that like for you? Did you find it, you know, daunting going into that room? Um, I, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. Um, so Monash interview process is different. You um, you basically have, I think it's eight or nine sections. I think it's eight sections and one rest station. Um, and they're all in different rooms and it's just you and one person interviewing you. And they'll give you like a scenario and then you'll respond to it. Um, so I was really scared of that. Um, but when I got there, um, we got sequestered first. So you are sitting there with all the people you're going to do the interview with. Um, but everyone was really friendly and just chatting about, um, like why they want to do med and where they're from. And everyone was really friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So just, so just to clarify, do you have practical questions there where you actually have to, you know, do things or is it just kind of verbal theoretical stuff? Yeah. Verbal kind of stuff um it's kind of like ethical dilemmas and you need to explain both sides and like provide them with a reasoned response cool so like after the UMAT after you got your ATAR and after the interview did you feel confident of getting intimate um I was happy with my um ATAR results um I was kind of happy with my UMAT um, but I was kind of on the edge, like I could, I couldn't, cause you never know getting into medicine and you have no idea how your interview went. So I was quietly hoping that I was going to get in, but I definitely wasn't confident. Yeah. Right. So like, say you, you know, theoretically weren't that happy with you, Matt, but you got the required ATAR and you interviewed well, is there some kind of balance there? Like, like, could you get in even with a slightly below par, say UMAT or interview or um, ATAR if the other two kind of made up for them? Yeah, definitely. So um, it's all equally weighted between the sections. So you're right. 
um, one day of interviewing is worth the same amount as your whole year 12 preparation. Um, but in saying that, so they are all equally weighted, but in order to get an interview, it's based only on your UMAT and on your ATAR. So those two need to be high enough for you to get an interview, but then if one of them's lower and your interview makes up for it, it's fine. Cool. And generally, but speaking, like very high 90s for, for ATAR and roughly or like mid 90s for UMAT? Yeah, yeah. Great. You're listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. So we've spoken a bit about admission, but how about your actual med experience? So, for example, day one of medicine, how, how were you feeling walking in those doors? I actually cannot remember day one of medicine at all um, when I think back. But um, I think the biggest shock when I first went into medicine was how much or how little guidance there is. Um, so you'll go to a lecture and in year 12, sometimes they'll throw all this stuff at you and like half of it's necessary, half of it's not necessary. And it's just background information. Whereas in med, they never actually clarify which parts you need to know and which parts you don't need to know. Helpful. Um, yeah. So they throw a lot of stuff at you and your best bet is to just try and learn every single thing that they tell you. Cause you never know what they're going to test you on. Cool. And usually do you attend lectures with like people you know, for example, do you know people going into med from your school or, or were you the only one? I was the only one from my school. So a couple of my friends went to different med schools around the state. So I've got mm. one in Tassie, one in Adelaide, um, and I've spoken to them and their courses are quite different. Right. Um, but then because I was living on res, I knew people from uh, where I was living. And then other than that, I didn't really know anyone at all. And I kind of just met people along the way. Uh, and now would you say that it's quite a uh, like strong cohort in terms of friendship? Or yeah, it's kind of, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, everyone gels really well. We have like meme pages and everything <laughs> for everyone to bond over. So, yeah, it's good. No, you can't beat a good meme page. Yeah. Um, so, so in your first year, now that you've kind of gone beyond that, yeah. what do you think was the most surprising thing? Um, I don't know. Probably just the workload. The workload is massive. Um, I'm coping with it a lot better this year. I'm um, just having like one year under my belt and like study techniques. Um, I think it's also really different in year 12. You're like really self-orientated and you're, you kind of do everything as an individual. Um, whereas in medicine, you pretty much have to rely on everyone around you to help you learn as well. Um, so they have these things called Vespers at Monash or they've changed them now to I think PSPs. Um, and it's basically, so when I was in year one, there was year two students teaching you stuff, um, which was kind of a weird concept having your peers teach you, um, but it was actually really useful. And once I got onto using that as a way of learning, it really helped a lot. This possibly is a difficult question to answer, but in terms of workload, how would you compare it in terms of, say, a percentage um, to year 12 workload? So like first year med, year 12 workload, how, how would you compare them? Um, I would say meds more. So I'd probably say year 12 is probably 80% of med, but it also depends how much you do in year 12. So um, before a sack, I'd probably do a lot of work just to get that final yeah. touch. Um, in year, in med, you have to be doing stuff consistently throughout the whole year because if, you, if you're even behind by a week, um, you really can't catch up. It's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so in terms of theory and crack, how does the workload kind 
kind of get distributed in the first year? Is it heavily theory-based or do you get practical experience or, like, how does it work? Yeah, so the first years, um, well, first semester, first year, we probably did, like, two pracs for the whole year, um, which weren't really relevant anyway. Um, so it was mainly theory. And the theory didn't really seem very relevant. Um, it's just kind of getting your basics out of the way for like bio and chem and all that kind of stuff. Um, moving into semester two of um, year one, you start doing like anatomy practicals, which are really useful, um, but it's still pretty theory-based. Even year two is pretty theory-based, um, but then getting into years three to five, it's all in hospitals pretty much. And that's where your practice starts to come in. Right, so like years three to five, you're not actually at the university campus. Yeah, so I, I actually don't understand it too much myself, but um, from what I've heard, you're just in hospitals most of the time and then uh, you have occasional tutes and lectures at university. Yeah, so 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 I've heard kind of secondhand yeah. um, that you have rotations. Yeah. So it could be like six-week rotations or so on, and you get experience with the different specialties. Yeah. So obviously in gynae or GP or like whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Did you have a preferred specialization? Um, I really want to do surgery. Yeah. Like in the end, I want to be a surgeon. So yeah. And, and why do you want to be a surgeon? Is it for the money? Uh, <laughs> no, a little bit, but mainly because I just think it'd be really cool, kind of to cut people open and like actually firsthand be able to see what you're doing. Um, yeah, so right. it's not like you have patients come in and then you prescribe them some medicine and then behind the scenes they get better. Yeah. Um, with a surgeon, like you're there doing it and you can see everything with your own eyes. Yeah, that's definitely something that I couldn't do. I can't <laughs> even stand the, the thought of blood, let alone cutting people open in, yeah. in uh, your words, Janet. So that's <laughs> a very commendable, very commendable aspiration. Um, yeah, so in terms of the next few years, for you, obviously, you'll have kind of more practical, uh, practical experience, yeah. but do you have um, kind of preferred hospitals at the moment or is that something you don't really think about and there's no need to actually name the hospitals here, but um, is it something that you think about or at least should think about in your first few years or is it kind of later on in the degree? Yeah, so like most of my cohort's thinking about it now, so you kind of get a choice of going rural or saying metropolitan. Um so going rural, <clears throat> sorry, going rural is really useful. Um, you get a lot of hands-on experience, whereas in the metro hospitals, you're more watching and observing. Um, so I think maybe a mix of both. Um, but yeah, cool. Is um, med super competitive? I know there's a lot of rhetoric around uh, kind of like the toxic culture and so on. Um, I think it's pretty good. Um, all my friends are just really supportive. Like we share notes, even in, throughout the whole cohort on our Facebook page, people are just sending in their notes and making practice quizzes and just sharing everything. Um, I think it's more that everybody's just equally struggling. So we're kind of trying to help each other out where we can. Do you um, always speak about ATARs? <laughs> um, I probably know about three people's ATARs in my entire course. So no, no one ever talks about them really. Yeah, that's true. It's just definitely not a thing in uni, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's kind of a cross course. As soon as you get your ATAR, you'll practically never speak of it yeah. again. I think the only time I've heard about ATARs is, or any study scores is, I heard some guys bagging out their friends for getting a 50 in chem. Yeah, um, right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's about the extent of it. The old 50 in chem. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, so in terms of, like, study techniques, um, do you have any advice for either new year ones or even potentially people trying to get into med for the rest of their year 12 in terms of how to maximise 
um, maximize their scores and kind of study effectively. Yeah, um, so definitely for first year med students, like use the people around you, um, like form little study groups and use the Vespers or PSPs. Um, they're really useful. Try and get your hands, and this is for year 12 as well, get your hands on practice questions because uh, you can think that you understand all the theory, but then if you can't apply it to a question, then you can't get the marks in the exam anyway, um, no matter how much you study. Beautiful. Um, Jana, thank you so much for, for joining us on this episode of the HR Notes podcast. We'll link in the show notes um, a really, really good thread, which is kind of a guide to everything medicine related. So everything you need to know is in that thread. And if you want to ask a follow-up question to Jana or to another medical student, there'll be a link for that as well. Thank you so much, Jana. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for listening to the HR Notes podcast. For more free resources, hit up atarnodes.com.